0: Good morning, church. All Well, you guys uh, made it in okay? You didn't fall down like I did, right? <laughs> so, so we got some great worship for you today. You know, hope, uh hope you guys had a great week in God. You know, we're going to, um, you might hear a little U2 today. So uh, don't worry, we're not, we're, we're not trying to channel our inner rock gods up here, you know. There's no such thing as Christian music, just Christian lyrics. So we're uh, going to open up today with a little, uh, little opening prayer. So Nicole, just uh, lead us in.
1: If you guys want to stand. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this amazing opportunity that we get to worship you and just to give our hearts over to you and surrender um, our lives over um, to your presence, Lord God. Um, I thank you that everyone made it here safely. I pray for all those that are still on their way, and I just pray that you would just um, leave your presence here with us today and fall heavily on this place. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
2: In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Spirit, Lord, we've come. We're gathered together, lift up your name, call on our Savior, fall on your grace, yeah. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, In the name of the Spirit, Lord, we come. We're gathered together to lift up your name, to call on our Savior, to call on your grace. Hear the joyful sound of our offering. As your saints bow down, as your people sing, we will rise with you, lifted on your wing the world will see that our god say name, call on our Savior, call on your grace, and hear the joyful sound of our offering as your saints bow down.
0: the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit, out of the
2: miry clay. I will sing, sing a new song. I will sing. I will see
0: God, we just thank you that as today we look at more about your, your will, that when we focus on this verse from, uh, from David, from Psalm 40, that we recognize that regardless of what we're going through through life, that you're the one who lifts us out of the miry pit and sets our feet upon a rock and makes it, our footsteps firm. And so, God, whatever we may be going through here today, um, we just ask that you just be with us and bring your presence in a mighty way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. At this time, our children are going to be headed to our Shoreline Sunday School Ministry, and uh, what I'd like you to do right now is just greet the people around you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: welcome,
0: welcome. Welcome. How you doing? Babe? Good Get those things out. (laughs) All right. Good to see everybody here today. Um, Those of you who are here, I know we we have an increased online presence today um, due to some people who were heading out. I know there wasn't um, very good. Tons of good food out there today. I don't know if there's any out there, but Chris had let me know that it was very icy and she was uh, sliding all over the place, so she decided to stay home. Uh, and I believe she's watching us online, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, but you guys are the, are the few, the proud today, but we're glad that we're here for where two or three are gathered, so is the Lord. Right? Amen? Amen? All right, <clears throat> so we're going to worship the Lord with our increased presence online, and we hope that it's a, um, it's a, a blessing to you today. Uh, if you're visiting with us, Welcome. We uh, don't believe that you're here by mistake. We believe God brought you here today. And hopefully you received a card when you came in, our, um, our, next, our connection card. If you'll fill that out, um, we, and to just take that to the back here, um, right through this area here, we'll go ahead and have you, uh, we have a small gift for you, thanking you for being uh, part of our worship today. And we hope that you really connect to the Lord and have a great time today. A um, couple of things that I want to look at. I'm going to come back to one. Um, again, our men's group is continually meeting um, on Sunday nights, it's very good time. I think we had like roughly like 14, 15 people um, this last week. You can plug right in. It's a great uh, great connection um, to, to go ahead and just grow together as uh, men. Year-end letters are also available if you uh, gave and you need those for your taxes, etc. They're back here. Um, and there's also some information if you need to uh, connect with our treasurer about that. Uh, dunning for Women is slated for February 18th. <coughs> And today, Paris Foundation, I believe they're all set. Um, can you use any more help? or Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. If you don't know where the Parish Foundation is, it's uh, next to the, and you guys will know this, the Pretzel Factory in Elkton. Everybody knows where the Pretzel Factory is. So, uh, but um, it's a great time for um, connection and outreach to the homeless community and those in need. <clears throat> next Sunday, Havens Helping Hands. We'll have a meeting after church, January 25th. Uh, and then emergency packs for the homeless. If you're, on, if you're watching online and say, what do they need? Go ahead and click there. There is a list of things that you can um, add there and also contact for Donna Wigum, and, um, and also uh, you can keep bringing those, those in. We're praying to collect about 40, and hopefully, as with everything else we've done, we'll, we'll really exceed that, that connection. And emergency rotating shelter starts uh, next Sunday. So um, sign-ups, where are they? Okay, so sign-ups will begin next Sunday. I believe it's the twenty-third of February or something. The insert has that. It has a big blue hand on it. Um, and then also we'll have we have that information linked about the rotating shelter online. If you'd like to participate, you don't have to be a member of the church. You just have to want to connect. And if you know somebody who wants to do, wants to do that and connect, fine. We'd love to have you go ahead and make that connection. And also, um, recognizing that in the last uh, several weeks we've had some. Uh, and over the last few months, we've had some other people come in to the church. Um, next Sunday after church, um, we're going to have our, uh, our donuts, um, our coffee and donuts right after church to go ahead and connect. If you want to know about Hayden, where we're headed, where we've been, where we're going, very briefly connect and see where you can connect in ministry. By all means, please plan to come and connect to that in our class 201 for new members. If you're interested in that, please sign up for that. And that will be on the 1st of uh, February. So, lots of things going on, right? Okay, so we want to reconnect. Um, we have some praise. Uh, oh, praise for Debbie Chadwick. She only has to be away one week, so we'll be here for the rotating shelter. Praise God. There we go. Um, otherwise, there would have been weaving and gnashing all the way to Alabama because I know you guys have been, uh, you know, the, the power team with that over the last couple of years, and we're thankful for that. Um, Jennifer Legullo. Uh Jennifer's here. Um, we want to pray for Jim. Uh, her husband, Jim, and the whole family. His father went home to be with the Lord, uh, was it Wednesday? Thursday, Thursday morning. And um, he had been suffering from um, some uh, brain tumors and cancer. Um, So we want to go ahead and um, lift them in your prayers as this Wednesday evening, correct, is a memorial service for his father, Jim. And um, the family is very thankful for any kindness or anything else. So we want to continue to express our love from your Haven family uh, with anything that you need with that. Um, Patty Nichols asked for prayer for speedy recovery For Wayne Sutton, he's in the hospital um, And they're thinking he may have had a stroke And um, Joe has asked for prayers for the congregation Of um, Bearing Precious Seed Ministry in Elkton Um, Their pastor, Carl Thomas, passed away this morning From a long-term illness with cancer So we want to pray for that ministry in that church Okay, let's go to the Lord in prayer now Heavenly Father, we come to you today Just thanking you for who you are and for what you mean in each of our lives, God, we know that none of this is uh, n- nothing is possible and makes any sense without your presence. Uh, and where can we go from your presence? Nowhere, God. So we just pray that you will just send your Holy Spirit to us, whether we are still en route and coming here today, and, and we're in some slippy areas, or whether we're watching online, whatever it may be, God, wherever we may be, that where people are together that your word is going out and that you'll just touch our lives and and strengthen us as your people. And so, Lord, in this time of year, um, it's been a time of renewal, but it's also a time of loss, as we we recognize from people who are dealing with illness and people who are dealing with, um, with loss of loved ones. Whatever we are going through, God, we ask that you just bring your peace and your presence there. And if we've got a great start and everything's going well and fantastic and we're on cloud nine and we're just feeling awesome about life, God, just be with us and help us to pass that joy, that joy that rests in you onto others. So, Father, as we continue the rest of this service and we reach this time where we have an opportunity to take time to give back to you, we recognize that this isn't out of obligation, but it's out of the desire of our heart. Sure, you require it, Lord, but we also recognize that you want a cheerful giver. You want someone that just, that just loves you so much and just wants to thank you for everything that they've given to them. And so, God, for those who are giving here in this room today, I ask for a special blessing and anointing on them. For those who are part of our church online and our worship online as they give, we ask that you anoint those gifts as well, not for our kingdom, but to meet the many needs here and around the earth. And for Lord, for all these things, we give you praise. For you alone are God, and we love you. In Christ's name, amen.
2: I know
3: morning. I'll be reading Psalm 40 verses 1 through 8 uh, New International Version. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the wonders you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, But my ears have, you have opened, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come, it is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God, your law is within my heart.
1: We've always perceived ourselves as people of freedom. Freedom of equality, of human decency, of the right to live without fear. These freedoms have been given to us by many who sacrificed greatly. And somehow, we've believed that the war has been won. That we have arrived. But if we open our eyes, we can see that the dream has not yet been fully realized. That there are still battles to fight. Still inequalities present still souls suffering, that our faith demands more than awareness, and that no generation is exempt from these battles, but we are held responsible to stand, to do justly, to love mercy, and to serve the least of these.
0: Uh, it's um, uh, one of the things I just wanted to recognize. Wanted to use that as just a quick recognition because many of us look about being off, uh, being out of school, or other kinds of things tomorrow. Um, but we don't want to forget the uh, contributions of why we're off for uh, Martin Luther King and his um, his commitment to to in um, fighting injustice and uh, rooted in his love for the Lord. So that's one of the things that we want to um, talk about. So welcome. We're glad that you're here. If you're here today, um, you're here today. We're gonna. Um, Go ahead and continue with our series, um, Going Deeper. Have you enjoyed the series so far? Anybody? Okay. I promise I won't have any bean-boozleds today for anybody to uh, eat. Um, if you don't know what that is and you missed last week, go ahead and check out online uh, to go ahead and catch up. Um, but we're talking, it's a series on the will of God. And um, it's, it's one of the things that I've, I've found out is for many it's been very freeing. Um, like it seems to be the terminology to really connect it's been a freeing one for me uh, I've provided a little uh, some, some things every week and if you can if you look all, I don't know whether we can see it all the way in the corner over there but the first week I just want to kind of do a little review we were talking about how God's works and how um, we're talking about just God and God's works all the way at the end here it's basically how God God does what he wants to do it's God's deal he's going to do it whether you like it or not God's works it's the workings of God, and He's going to do that. And then originally, we had up there God's ways. And we talked about that we learn from God's ways through the Ten Commandments, the Sermon on the Mount, through Jesus' example, etc. And then in the center, we had God's will. And our whole focus was talking about how throughout life, we always attempt to look for this um, one secret will of God and we spend time searching around for it remember we even gave the illustration about I have that one person that I'm going to marry but I'm not going to tell you who it is and if you marry them and have kids you've thrown all of humanity off and uh, you spun the world completely off kilter and then we started twisting those last two around and looking at God's words from scripture and recognizing that if we are at the center point of our existence is that we walk in God's ways and we know that from Scripture, we can tell that, and from other means, then guess what? We know that we're in the will of God by walking in His ways, okay? And so, that, so we just kind of switch those around. Last week, if you'll um, look over here, we had a window, and the window talked us, we talked about windows uh, as a means for going ahead and connecting to God's will. And we talked about that there are three windows that we can see. One was the influence of others. The other one was the leading. Uh, excuse me, the life situations, whether good, bad, or other. Um, sometimes we talked about those people in our lives who we don't like what they say, but really it's an important, important thing that they say. So their influence is important. They're wiser than we are, and we need that in our lives. And then um, leading the life situations, good, bad, and different. And the final thing is leading of the Holy Spirit. And then we were talking about the being led by the Spirit helps us uh, helps us discern. God's will but then what we talked about even further is that the most important thing is the will of God when we raise our expectations of the will of God and we then we see everything through the um, the word of God we recognize his will so when we raise God's word when we can discern whether those people who are talking to us are really giving us good advice and godly advice because it'll be consistent with the word of God when we have a life situation good bad and indifferent we recognize that God's still in control and then when we have a leading of the Holy Spirit, we will, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. Um, and well, how do they know the voice? Through understanding his word. So we lift up the word of God, and that's uh, that's way. That's when we also passed out those horrible tasting. Um, had a couple people taste those horrible uh, bean-boozled um, Uh, jelly beans thinking that some people think that's how God's will is oh hey you know what you can go ahead and take this job but it'll be the worst one you've ever had or it could be great who knows and that's not how God's will works so today we're on number three and we're going to talk about 3d shades if you have a bible we're going to spend most of our time in psalm chapter 40 in psalm chapter 40 all right So before we get any further, I'd like, if you would, just do me a favor. Let's just stand up real quick. Let's stand up, and let's look at our theme verse from the series. It's also in your bulletin. It's also on the screen from Colossians chapter 3. And I want you to go ahead and read it along with me. Are you ready? And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's read it again. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Okay, I know we got flus and all that kind of stuff, so you don't have to high-five somebody, but elbow, elbow somebody and say, hey, whatever. <clears throat> whatever. All right, there you go. All right, and have a seat when you're ready. <clears throat> all right, whatever. The awesome thing is that no matter what we've done, whatever we've done, God can make a way in the midst of our lives. And so today we're going to focus on Psalm chapter forty. It's a it's a famous psalm. It's important in in uh, my life because um, my I remember hearing a testimony from my father years ago, and my dad calls it his psalm because many don't recognize um, may not know some of you do. But when my father was ten years old, his family was in a very severe car accident, and it was through that car accident that actually my grandfather's car ran over. My dad, um, as he was thrown out of the car, he was pronounced dead, at a, dead on arrival. And my grandmother said, nope, my God will not let my son die. That was her statement to the doctors. And we're talking 1951. Um, and there was a doctor who found a pulse. And he spent almost uh, two or three years up in um, St. Luke's Hospital in New York City. And through that process... Receive God's calling upon his life. So he looks at that uh, as this psalm as his. He lifted me out of the miry bog. He took my feet upon a rock and made my footsteps firm. So this has a, a personal connection to me. Um, and also, as Wayne had mentioned, I was, uh, you know, some of us may have been U2 fans back in the 80s, and they ended every concert with that song that we sang today, which actually are the words from Psalm 40 He set my feet upon a rock, made my footsteps firm. Many will see, many will see in fear. And And they ended a many concert with that. Now, David writes the psalm. We don't know when it was written. But we recognize it's done in a time of turmoil for him. It's done in a time where he's struggling. Uh, It could be that it was a time where his son Absalom had turned against him. And um, he was struggling with that whole deal. where Where his kid not only didn't like him, but wanted to kill him and take on his throne. It could have been something different where it could have been right after the whole Bathsheba incident where she sent his husband to the front lines to die and was convicted by Nathan of this. And all of a sudden his life is falling apart. We don't know exactly what it is, but we know that God has been moving dramatically in his life. And at this point, he's feeling sucked down in some kind of situation. And some of you may be able to relate to that. So we look at these first few verses that was read for us today. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. And you know, when you're crying, it's usually not a happy moment. Now, some of us do cry when it's happy. I know some of you do that. Um, but in most cases, when th- this type of crying, he's showing that he's struggling. And it says... Uh, He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet upon a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a song, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. Blessed is the one who puts their trust in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord God, are your wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. No one can compare with you. Were I to speak of your deeds, they would be too numerous to declare. So that's the setup part here. What I want to do is spend the rest of our time today talking about God's will based off of the next three verses, 6, 7, and 8. Verse 6. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. Now, there's been one translation. If, you have, if you're looking at the King James translation, it says, you have pierced my ears. It is not God saying that he's a great jeweler in the sky. Uh, but it's talking about that I've gotten something through to yours. Have you ever had somebody just say something, and it hits you, and it goes right through your ear, right to your brain, and you're like, whoa, I've got to change something. Or, oh, my gosh, what, Really? I didn't recognize it. So is going on here, we have David saying that you don't, you don't want all the fluff, but what you want is something to get to me. So the first thing that we're going to look at today is this. We're going to look at the term discover. I want you to write down discover. Discover. Discover the will of God. Yes, Chris, thank you. Discovering the will of God. When he says, open my ears you want to open my ears or you want to pierce my ears, what God is saying is, I don't want just the fluff. I don't want just the membership. I don't want just the, uh, the kind of gradual uh, check off a box. Well, I'm not, um, I'm not Muslim. I'm not Jewish. So I might as well check off Christian. That's not what God wants. God wants a deep personal relationship. He wants to speak to you and hear what you have to say. And he's, he's speaking in your ear. Then he says, Here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. Now, what is David talking about here? David is recognizing a prophecy from Deuteronomy. Uh, It's in Deuteronomy chapter 17. That is a prophecy about Israel's king. And what this prophecy about Israel's king is that there's going to be a good and godly king who's going to serve. David is sitting here in the midst of his miry bog, in the midst of that situation. He's recognizing the goodness of God. And all of a sudden... He discovers a couple things. Number one, he discovers the will of God and that there is a part of it that he plays in it. That's one of the first things that we need to do when we talk about the will of God. We've talked about how to see it, how to, how to experience it a little bit, but what God wants us to do is discover. Say with me, discover. Yeah. Discover his will and the fact that I play a part in God's will. I don't have to. I didn't have, God didn't have to include me But he did, and he wants me to be connected into that. And I'm going to say something. One of the saddest statements I'm ever going to say is this. Most people and most of us, let's say, spend most of our lives or all of our lives never reaching the discovery point of the will of God for their lives. They don't locate, wow, God's will, and I have a part to play into it. They never take time to figure it out. They've never had that pierced ear moment in their life. They live life clouded and confused. And so what I was trying to think about is, I was thinking about some illustrations here today. I'm going to move this back just a little bit. But you see right here, what I have here is, I was trying to think about things in life that are the most confusing. And if you, has anybody ever tried to paint a room? Who's ever... I had the task of picking out a color you know you look and you've got all kinds of colors to pick from and sometimes you go here and you go hmm let me see um i want to paint the room green and i can paint it um crystal gem argon green green gloss or maybe i want to make it look like the eagles um but i won't make it a game room because they always lose um it's it's teal zeal Right? No, not that. Let me see. Let's look over here. Oh, here's some other ones. I can do spruce or deep ocean or bluegrass. Oh, forget it. Let's do orange because there's just orange is an easy color. No, there's frosty melon. There's Arizona sunset. There's orange poppy. We can do, uh, there's another orange poppy that looks different than the other one. We've got gingerbread. I think of the gingerbread man all the time. If I did that really russet, I think of potato chips. I'm confused. There are so many decisions when it comes to painting. You ever go through the stores and find those hardware stores and pick, 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 pick? I mean, you can pick a billion different things. And, you know, I, I used to always joke with Melissa because I'd say she picks different shades of brown. I said, it's all brown. She said, no, it's, it's beige or it's coffee. No, it's brown. But there's some, why do they give all these different names? And I'd love to have the job to pick out names. I mean, wouldn't you like to be the one that, that came up with toasted almond? Or the one hitching post? Who says, I think we'll name that Hitching Post. And you go, I, I, I don't get it. Um, but there's so many. Oh, and here you go. They named this one after the Spice Girls, Ginger Spice. Uh, so it's, it's a wild range of things. I never realized how many colors they were. And if you get just a little bit of shade off or it's mixed wrong, look out. It looks completely different. And sometimes I think that when we have a ton of choices, it makes life so, so much more difficult. Sometimes choices just make everything just so confusing in life. And there we go. And sometimes I look at uh, the simplest is the best. The simplest solutions are the best. Uh, people have said before, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. And those things make life a little bit easier. So what I want to do today, I want to paint a room with you. Okay, we're going to paint a room. And being as Haven's logo is red, I figured we'd paint it red. But look at some of the choices that we have here. Look at this. We can do it posh red. I guess that's up the other spice. Um, Royal garnet, uh, which would work because Janu- January is garnet, so we have that. Hibiscus pink. Anybody like a hibiscus pink? Um, I remember I, d- I dated a girl in high school, and she said her, her that they were moving into a new house, and they were painting something mauve. And I said, what is mauve? She said, it's mauve. You don't know what mauve is? I said, N- I have no clue. I thought it was like an old person's name. I don't know. Mauve. And... <laughs> I saw it and I said, it's pink. No, it's mauve. I'm like, who knows? But look, we got, we got some other ones. We got bright red. We've got, um, what's this one? Fairmont Penthouse Garnet. Cut Ruby. Radiant Red. Classic Red. Here's Classic Red here. That's the basic, I guess. Uh, and we can get in different shades here. Cherry on top. Guess you go in there, you just feel happy all the time. On the Cherry on top. There are a lot of decisions. There are over 285 shades of red that we know of so if you want to paint something red good luck i hope you have 285 rooms because there is such a choice when it comes to that 285 and sometimes we get in the midst look i want to share with you this one because i thought it was good this one's called anybody want to guess what that one's called nope it's called shrimp And when I'm looking at this, sometimes I feel like Bubba Bubba from um, Forrest Gump. We got shrimp kebabs. We got shrimp cocktail. We got fried shrimp. We got steamed shrimp. We got shrimp this, shrimp that, shrimp that. We got red this, red that, red there, red there. Doesn't it seem like that at times? So many choices. So many choices. Like, for instance, we say, I want to know God's will. Well, I want to know. Does that mean I want to know God's will for ministry? Does that mean I want to know God's will for teaching Sunday school? Does that mean I want to know God's will for uh, Bible study? I want to, want to join a small group. Well, you can join the women's group. You can join the men's group. You can join the couples group. You can join the Bible study. You can join a Sunday school. You can go, um, you can get together. You can do uh, basket weaving, underwater basket weaving for Jesus, and, have, and then we, which we call the Moses thinking group. Uh, who knows? But there's so many choices. How do I find God's will? And sometimes what we want to know is just we want to know red. We want to know God's will. And there's so many ways that we can discern and figure that out. Often the process of discovering God's will can be one that is not easy. It can actually be one that confuses us all the more. When we look and, and pastors say, you know, hey, are you going to live for God or live for the devil? And that's good preaching. But what do we do with that? Well, do, does this mean I'm living for the devil because somebody says this is? Does this mean I'm living for God because somebody said that's okay to do that? Does that mean if I wear jeans in church I'm going to hell, or does that mean if I, if we don't have an or, a pipe organ strapped to our back that we're, not, you know, you see what I mean? And we get in all these things that people everybody says is God's will, and it confuses us so that we get to the point that we don't even know what God's will is, and we forgot what red is. You do this, or if there's any kids in here, pick a Crayola box. And you want red, there's very, there's one that's like red and the rest, and it doesn't even look red anymore. And so we're confused by God's will. You know, we may be asking questions like, what I want to know is, does God want me to homeschool my kids or does he want me to send them to school or does he want me to send them to a private school? What I want to know is, should I take this job or should I stay where I am? Or should I just go back and then be a stay-at-home dad or mom, and figure that out. What do I do? You see, God wants to open and pierce our ears. And I gotta tell you, by being in this church today or by watching online, you have taken an incredible step to say, God, I want read, I wanna hear what you have to say to me today. Because some people will never, ever take the time to just slow down and stop and understand and even say, God, I want to know your will for my life. You know, sometimes so many of us are so educated that we have a culture of ignorance of God, that where normal is not normal. That I, I find several people that when they come to the Lord, they said, I just wish I knew that what I was, how I was living was not what God intended for my life. And that we exist in our lives doing things and living out things and recognizing that God sometimes, and a lot of times, is counterculture. And what's accepted in the culture is counter to what God desires for our heart and our lives. What we really want to know is, help me God to know what is read. When you, don't discover, when, when, you discover, when you do discover what God's will is, it begins to open up a door. But when it opens up a door, there's a lot of other things that we try to figure out. How many of you here today would say, if I knew the will of God, if I knew... Read, if I knew the will of God, not all the idiosyncrasy, but if I knew the will of God when I was 15, maybe my life would have turned out differently. Maybe I wouldn't have gone through some of the hurts that I have. Maybe when I was 10 years old, if I wasn't abused. Maybe when I was a teenager, if I didn't get involved with drugs, that maybe, and recognize that that's not something God wanted for my life, and that He had a purpose and a good plan for my life, that maybe I wouldn't have gone through a lot of struggles. Discovering the will of God is difficult, but it's worthy. It's very worthy. You know, there's been several times in my life where there's, there's things I did not know. I know that's shocking to all of you. But there's been times where I just didn't know. And when I figured it out, it was like, wow. You know, like math. I know we have a math, some math people in here. Um, I'm not. I'm far from math. I can't barely add. Sorry, Terry. Uh, um, but... I remember when like, I got something, when I figured it out, it was, like a, it was literally the light bulb went boom! And I was excited about it. I was excited about knowing those things in life. God wants us to open our ears, to discover His will, and when we do, our priorities begin to change. Our priorities change all over the place. Our perspective changes. We look at the world differently than we once did before. And you know, we, we need to be thankful. How awesome is it that we live in a time that when the weather limits people from getting here, that they can connect and still be part. You know, it's not the same, but still can be part of that. We live in a time that any time during the week, any time on a phone, we can pull out the complete word of God, plus all kinds of, uh, all kinds of commentaries and other types of things. We live in that time that used to fill in rooms and libraries. We have at the power of our hands or a click of a mouse. It's an amazing time to live where we can discern and hear the will of God for our lives. But I want to tell you that, I want to give you a warning here, that after we discover the will of God here, there's something else that needs to happen. We need to do the will of God. I'm I'm glad somebody's awake. Anybody else awake? All right, there we go. Because when we discover the will of God, that's great. I've discovered the will of God. But if I don't do anything with it, I'm in trouble. If, if anybody, I, there was a lot of people over the last couple of weeks playing Mega Millions and Powerball. Now imagine if you won. You went, yes, I won! And you did nothing with it. Number one, somebody would want to take it from you to do something with it. If you never did anything with it, did you really win? Don't you, you have to fill it out. You have to take it to the place. You can hold on to that ticket, but unless you do something and work through the process, you never, ever win. And it's the same with, God, with the will of God. You have to do something with the will of God. There, you know, so many times we are stuck in the reds, uh, the reds of life. Which one should I do? Which one is, I've discovered red, but now that I've got this, I don't do anything with it. Not at all. You know, many of us may have all these books and teachings and knowledge and knowledge and knowledge and experience and been through all kinds of studies and all kinds of things. And, and we do nothing with it. It's like many of our basements where we stack paint can upon paint can upon paint can. If I bought all those reds but never did anything with it, then guess what? It makes no difference or change. The, pa- the power in the will of God is the same thing as paint. Unless I do something with it, nothing changes. I can, my room can look the same regardless if I buy 100 gallons of paint until I open up the lid, open up the can. Somebody say open up the can. <laughs> open up the can, dip it in, and start to do something with it. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to do something with it. That explains why people can come to church year after year after year and hear good teaching about all kinds of things, can hear about how to have a godly marriage and their marriage still stinks. Because they've heard and they've done nothing about it. And that's why all these other kinds of things are happening. Paint is fine, but unless it's used, Nothing happens. We can stack paint cans up throughout our entire houses. And nothing ever changes unless we use it. I want you to tell somebody. Open up a can. <laughs> open up a can again. You know, it is possible to understand stuff about the Bible. I, over, over my years, I have met many people who are extremely knowledgeable about the Bible. They say, you know, oh, it's so amazing. It's absolutely amazing that God is speaking about love. Love. Oh, it just it just touched my heart. Shut up! I'm trying to read this thing about God's love, and you know God is so amazing in His love. You know He says unless, oh, but His love leads. For, what He says about forgiveness is awesome. He is so incredible about His forgiving nature. That His forgiving nature, He did it on a cross. Who's calling? Tell him to stick it. Do you know what they did to me? You know what they said about me the other day? Forget it. I'm done with that person in my life. And you know God's forgiveness is so amazing for me. I love it. You hear what I'm saying? That we discover the goodness of God. I am free. I am a sinner saved by grace. But we we even pray prayers, the Lord's prayer. Forgive those. Uh, forgive us as we what have forgiven those who trespassed against us. Isn't it interesting? It doesn't say forgive those and nail those suckers who did something to me. Scripture is very clear. It says forgive or you will not be forgiven. Wow. You mean it's conditional here? God says, yeah, it is. It is, I love you. That love extends. And we love to talk about the love of God, but when I have hate in my heart for somebody else, or when I'm, when I'm just a nasty human being, then there's something that's wrong here. And we are discovering the will of God, but we ain't doing nothing about it. And it's just like stacking up paint cans in our basement nothing changes nothing at all ever ever changes you know my son judah um he's uh, seven i think that's the number he's in he's seven and he he loves video games let's say let me say he is addicted or he is um under oppression by the video games. I don't know what it is. He just loves video games. Since he was a little kid. He was like our iPad kid and that kind of stuff. And he loves video games. So actually, I think it was yesterday, we're riding around, and, um, and he li- what he'll do at times, like he likes this game called Minecraft a lot, and now it's Skylanders, and I mean, he just anybody know what I'm talking about? If not, you're as old as me. Um, and so he loves playing these games. Minecraft is like uh, Legos on a computer basically. And so he, he likes these games, but he, I will hear these, these people talking and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching a video of somebody play Skylanders. I said, oh, well, let me tell you about some really cool games. And so I started, and he knew about one, he loves Super Mario Brothers, but I started to really talk to him about the video games that God plays, you know, like Super Mario Brothers, Tech Mobile. Does anybody play Tech? Who, Who played Tech Mobile in here? All right, good. All right, hey, we're together. Um, what about uh, Legend of Zelda? All right, Legend of Zelda. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. All right, you guys remember them? You remember Glass Joe? Okay, just checking. And, uh, but one of the games that I, I really loved was, um, huh? Ninja Gaiden? No, I didn't like that. was Contra. Did anybody play Contra? What was it? Yes, there you go. And you know what? When you did that, when you did that, what happened? Does anybody know? Yeah, you got tons of lives, free lives. And it would come on, and it would go, and you go, yeah, I got it. Or if you didn't get it, you're, crap, I'm turning it off again. Yeah, you know, until you got it. And then you just play, and it was awesome. Contra was the game. And so I said, hey, Judah, let me show you this really cool game called Contra. And I still have the game and my old NES. Yeah, and it still works. You got to kind of blow it and push, remember this, and barely shove it in and push it down and then come on. Um, And so what I did, I got on YouTube and showed him somebody playing Contra. Now think about this. Video games are spectators' deal anyway. You aren't accomplishing anything. You think you are, but you're vicariously playing through these little computerized people. Now I am watching someone else play a video game. So I am watching someone do something that they're watching something else. You know, that kind of feels like a little bit guilty there of waste of time. You know what I mean? Um, but, but you guys won't judge me, am I right? Uh, and, and you know what? We laugh about that, but guess what? Many of us approach our relationship with God and our church faith like that. We watch other people do the will of God in our lives. We come to church and we study the Bible and we see patience and we highlight patience, patience, patience. But when it comes time to have impatience, we have none. We talk about peace and we tell people, shut your mouth. I'm trying to get some quiet. Is Is this ringing to anybody today? Anybody awake? You know... We can look through all these cards. We can toss them out all over the place and say, you know what? Why don't you forgive your brother from what he said three months ago? Many of us are so educated way above our obedience. You notice I said us. That we know so much about God, but we don't obey what the Lord says. You know, if I prepare a sermon and nothing changes in my life as I'm pre- preparing it, and nothing changes in your, li- your life when you receive it, what good does it have to do? You know, I'm glad that a lot of people told me they liked the window illustration, but if you watch the window illustration, and it, you didn't pick up your Bible all week, something's missing. You may have discovered the will of God, but you've done nothing. And I don't care whether you like the window or not. What I care is that you begin to love the word of God and apply it to the rest of your life. And you know what? We live in a time where it's easy. It is so easy. I, you can set up a reminder and it tells you. It gets, and, it, and it will get nasty with you. I told you, come and do this now. And so we need to have God's will not only be discovered, but to be doers of the word. Scripture says don't only be uh, hearers of the word, but be doers of the word of God. We need to open up a can. One ounce of practical application is worth thousands of gallons of theory. Some people may say, you know, I went to Haven and it wasn't very deep. Maybe it's because we aren't getting the basic stuff that we don't need to get deeper. Maybe we just need to open the can first and dip our pen in and take the first stroke. It's great to highlight your Bible. It's great to read extra biblical stuff. It's great to go on retreats. But we need to open the can. And see what happens. I could say in Greek and Hebrew this means this. But what really matters and I think what the the ways of God is. And his will is how I talk to my wife. How I react to my children. How I express myself to unbelievers. And believers alike. All right, so there we are. Um, Henry Nowen you have a great quote by Henry Nowen, who's going on to be with the Lord. But listen to what he says here. I do not see that God is all around me because I'm always trying to look ahead, overlooking him who is so close. Sometimes we're looking so far that we don't see God right next to us. We don't hear him piercing our ears. All right, everybody good? Yeah. The, number th- the th- third thing, we have to discover God's will. We have to do God's will. And then the next thing, remember I said open the can? Somebody say open the can. Yeah. Open the can. We have to do this desire the will of God we have to desire God's will desire God's will this is the greatest area that God wants in our lives for us to desire him and desire his will look at what it says in the verse that is put here in scripture I desire to do your will my God your law is within my heart I desire to do your will not done out of duty but out of desire Not out of guilt or obligation, but out of desire. David was not always doing what God desired. In Psalm 40, in verse 5, you know, we we see this a lot. And what's really interesting is you see that next verse from Scripture from Hebrews chapter 10, 5 through 7. And I want to look at this. This is, the writer attributes this to Jesus, and look what he says. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but a body prepared for me. Sacrifice. You did not just want somebody to to do do your stuff, but you wanted somebody to be there. What does he say? With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. He, He then said, here I am. You remember this? We just talked about this. Here I am. It is written about me in a scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. The only one who has never missed out on God's will is Jesus. And God wants to do his will inside you and in your heart and in your life. I want to ask you a question. Was there ever a time where Jesus did not want to do the will of God? How many say yes? How many say no? How many didn't vote? It's pretty bad. All right, let's try this again. You've got to pick yes or no. I'm, we'll let you out of church today, I promise. Um, how many say that there was a time where Jesus did, did not want to do the will of God the Father? Okay. How many said No. All right, still some people aren't voting. You can deal with God with that. Let me take you to Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's getting ready to be betrayed and handed over, and he's getting ready to uh, give up his life on a cross for us. And he says this, he's praying, and he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Yet not my will, but yours is done. You see, Jesus desires to do the will of god but he said if there's another way fine but if not i love this translation i also included this from king james version it says saying father if it's your will take this cup from me nevertheless somebody say "nevertheless." nevertheless not my will but yours be done. And when we look at that, remember a couple, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about nevertheless. Nevertheless is that transitional statement. You know, here's what I desire. Here's what I, here's what I want in my life. But what I truly desire is your will. Regardless of what I feel or how, what I experience and what I'm afraid of, I'm going to err to decide what you want is what I want to do in my life. It's not obligatory. Nevertheless, it's there. So, you know, I mean, think about it. Think about if I, if I came home, and I, I don't think God wants us to live in a matter of, you know, uh, the Christian life, you know, I, um, I really, I really would, would like to rob people, but, you know, nevertheless, God, he do not want to be torturous. He doesn't want me coming home and, and seeing my wife and say, and she's there. And I say, she goes, how was your day? I said, well, I saw some hot ladies today and I, I wanted to commit adultery. But nevertheless, God doesn't want it that way. I don't think that's what God wants for us to go through this torturous aspect of life. He wants our desire to be his desire. He wants it to be something joyous to us. That when I'm doing something, I'm not doing it out of, oh, well, God said it. And it may start that way. It very well may be. But he wants me to say, I'm going to be excited about it because it's for you, God. I want your will to be done in my life. God's will is for us to conform into the likeness of his son, Jesus. Over time, God moves us from duty to, uh, to, um, to, to desire. We're here today to worship. I hope you're not here out of duty. I hope you're here out of desire to connect to God some way because that's what he wants you. He, maybe he lifted you out of the miry pit. He set your feet up on a rock and he gave you a firm footing. You know, I don't need those people without the word of God to lead me. I don't, my life situations can drag me down, but if I have God and I have a desire to serve him, it's going to be all right. So let's look at this again. First thing God wants me to do is discover His will for my life. Next, He wants me to do His will. But ultimately, what He wants to do is bring His will as a desire of my heart, first and foremost. That's what He wants. You know, desire is a hard thing because when we're, I'm in my driest times of life, when it's the times where I don't feel like picking up a Bible, that's the time God speaks to me the most. When I don't feel like coming to Bible study or church, those are the times that God speaks to me the most. When I've done Bible studies, I always say, if you don't feel like coming, make sure you come because that's when God's got the biggest blessing for you. You know why? Because remember, as we talked about last week, the things that, the two things, top two things that help us also hurt us? We may not want to come to worship because guess what? The influence of others was a negative influence or a life situation is difficult. God wants to fulfill his desires. David has an ingredient for this. David has an ingredient for God's will as we wind this down and we begin to um, have, continue in our worship for prayer time. In Psalm 37, verse 8, David gives us the ingredient. Is this. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is where? Within my heart. The desire to serve God and the will is in his heart. Do you you desire to serve God with all your will and your heart? Please stand now as we go to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, we know that you want to fulfill your desire, and that's for us to desire more of you. Not just in, in, in discovery, not just in, wow, light bulb, God does love me but that he, just, that we, we do it, that we say, God, I'm, I want to love others as you have loved me. I want to forgive others. I want to experience you more than I ever could have before by doing what you say. And we don't want to go ahead and have this obligatory response to serving you. We want to go ahead and, and have it be the true desire of our hearts. As we mentioned with St. Augustine, that love God and do whatever you please, that whatever we please in, in life will be your will, God. And God, right now, I want to pray for people who right now are feeling a desire in their lives. That they, they may have had a discovery moment that said, wow, you mean there's certain things that, and, and things that God doesn't want me to do so that, so that I can go ahead and, and live a strong life with Him. There's certain attitudes, there's certain feelings, there's certain expressions that God doesn't want me to share. Even though if I feel I'm justified, that he, you mean He wants me to seek forgiveness and love and connection and bring unity among all things? And that moment right now, God is, is piercing your ear. But more importantly, that not is in your ear, it's not only in your mind and not only in your hands and feet, But now it's becoming the desire of your heart. The desire of your heart is to mend all fences everywhere. The desire of your heart is to love the unlovable. The desire of your heart is to do the will of your Father in heaven. And God, I want to pray for those who right now are experiencing struggle with the old desires of the flesh. The old desires of experience and influence of others. The old desires of life. Situations that Satan wants to use for bad. that Lord God, you're going to use them. And you're going to take them and say, I'm lifting you out of the miry bog and I'm setting your feet upon a rock and I'm making those footsteps firm. And God, as those footprints are firm and as they're strong, that right now they begin to open their hearts and their lives to you, whether there's pain and struggle, they begin to have the desire and the joy of the Lord come into their lives. There's those here today, God, that have no clue who you are. There are those watching online who may be strolling through the room who are kind of listening from a kitchen while somebody else is watching in the dining room or the family room. And they're acting like they're not listening. But right as we speak, God, your will is reaching their ears. You're piercing their ears. And you're calling them to make the first step to do something. That's to respond from the invitation that you have. Where they recognize, I've been all around... And I'm still not fulfilled. I'm hurt. I'm broken. And I need somebody. I need a savior. And you're it. So God, come in my life, Jesus. And be new. And let us celebrate and let you become the desire of their hearts. Regardless of what goes on the rest of the time in this room. Or what goes on in living rooms and places everywhere. God, I'm just going to lift up a prayer. We're going to go into this song. And then there's going to be people up front to pray. And so... For everybody who is here today, if you just want more, if you need to discover more of the will of God in your life, just kind of raise your hand. Just lift it up and say, I need, your, I need the discovery of your will in life. I see them. God, just be with them and give them clear direction. If you've discovered it, but you just need to do it more. You just need to do it a lot more. That you know that you know, but you just need to, to love more. You need to forgive more. You need to be present more. Whatever it may be that you just need to do it, just raise your hand up. Say, God, I need to do your will. More. There we go. God, just give them avenues and, and areas to go ahead and do the will that you called them to do. And ultimately, I know the whole room could lift up their hands. And even if you're watching online, do the same thing. If you desire more than anything to, to desire the will of God, just lift your hand up and say, oh, God, just let me desire more of you. Go to the depths of my heart and bring about your will. Lord God, do that right now through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Singing the singing the words Jesus um, I just think that there's some people here who just want, need somebody to pray with them today just need some prayer, I, I don't, you, don't, you haven't figured out what the whole thing is you haven't figured out all the specifics but you just need somebody to pray with you, that's why we're here today, so you know I, whether the music's low or whether it's high just, just bask in the presence of the Holy Spirit, I believe number three, the, the Lord is leading you just to come and, and pray with somebody it might be somebody who you're next to I just, I just want to just sing that Jesus again a couple more times. Just a couple more times. Let's go. Jesus. And you just want to pray with somebody, just come on down and pray. Just pray with somebody next to you. Worship the Lord wherever you are right now. Just worship him. Praise his name. Amen. Amen, Amen. praise the Lord, praise the Lord, right? I just pray that the Lord was able to minister to you somewhere in there, whether it was a discovery moment, whether it was a do moment, whether it was a desire moment, that somewhere along the line, you connected with the Lord and He connected with you more importantly today. Amen? All right, so um, we've got, next week it's going to be a little bit different, we're going to do a little different things, but next week we're going to talk about will at work. Okay, we're talking about will it work. I, it almost was will it work, but it's gonna will at, will it work. Okay, and we're going to talk about that next week. And we're going to, it's going to be very different than, than normal service, but we're going to still connect to the Lord and see what he has for us. I pray that you all have a safe week in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that you'll, you'll connect with his Holy Spirit, be led through this week. As I know, um, it's, I could say it's going to be a crazy week, but every week's a crazy week. But go with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in his name. Amen. 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 All right, great job.